podcast i know it has been a while since you have heard my lovely voice on your phones in your earbuds whatever you want to call it but it is wrestlemania week so i could not stay away of course it's me your host vanessa better known as great love 91 on all social media platforms and today, I have a very special guest with me. In fact, I have my favorite guest with me today because, like I said, it's WrestleMania, so I had to do it big. So once again, welcome back to the podcast, the infamous Rhea's Riptide, Bennett, a.k.a. Dream Killer. How the hell are you, my friend? Yo, I am good. I'm great. I'm happy to hear it. It's WrestleMania week. How do you feel about that? Oh, man. From last year to now, very excited. <laughs> yeah, I definitely hear you. I think as wrestling fans, we're all a little extra excited this year, especially because this year, WrestleMania is going to have a crowd. And I don't know. I just feel like that in itself adds a little bit more energy because I'm genuinely curious to see how crowds are going to react to certain wrestlers. You know, who are they going to boo? Who are they going to cheer? Are they just going to make noise for everything? Like, you know? I hope we get pyro. Dude, me too. And we get a pirate ship this year, so I'm pretty sure... We're going to get some pyro. I'm pretty sure we're going to get some surprises because WrestleMania always does that. Either way, though, I, I'm willing to bet the energy in that crowd is going to be palpable. I feel like for the ones that are going to be watching at home, we're going to be able to fill it through our TV screens. And j- just for that, I'm super excited. Yeah, I can't wait. It's uh, I love the fact that they do it on two nights. Like It's better for those European fans. No, I agree, and I think it's also not that be- not only is it better for you guys out there, but I also feel like it's better for us too. Just because, don't get me wrong, I love wrestling. I live and breathe it. I've been watching it since I was a little baby. But sometimes, you know, eight hours of wrestling in one day is very like, all right, I don't know if I want to do all that. So I think the fact that they split it into two three-hour shows is better and then I also feel like it gives us a little bit more opportunity for things to happen for things to play out 
So I'm excited. It's a lot, girl. <laughs> it's going to be a good one. So with that being said, um, as you guys know, here on the podcast, we like to uh, run down our predictions, give our overall thoughts. Sometimes we complain. And trust me, if you guys know me, you know I'm going to complain this year, and you're probably already knowing why. Uh, but we're not going to do that just yet. Um, <laughs> so instead, we are going to uh, start off with the Mania card. The first match that we're going to discuss is the Tag Team Turmoil match. Legit just got made this Friday on SmackDown. That match takes place on night one. Uh, it's the Tag Team Turmoil, like I said. It's Sexy Muscle Friends, which is the team of Dana Brooke and Mandy Rose versus Ravishing Glow, the team of Lana and Naomi, versus the team of Natalia and Tamina, and versus my personal favorite, the team of Ruby Riot and Liv Morgan, the Riot Squad. Whoever wins this match will get a reward for night two to face the WWE Women's Tag Team Champions, Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler. Um, I'm really excited this match is happening. Um, obviously, you guys know who I'm probably partial to if you guys follow me on social media and stuff like that. But, Ben, how do you feel about this match? Who's your favorite in this match? What are you thinking? The only legit tag team is the Riot Squad, so <laughs> I'm rooting for them because it just it would make no sense to have a team that aren't a team. No, I I agree with you, and I know a lot of people. Um, you know, they used that argument uh, for Boston Hug when Boston Hug was a thing, um, and even I was in that argument. You know, um, but they shortly showed that they could be a team. So we're not just we're not here to say that like none of these random you know put together tag teams can't be a team. But I feel the exact same way. I feel like the Riot Squad is legitimately the only legit tag team. Um, They've been a tag team for, what, the past four years now? Um, And, of course, we've had some member changes, or not necessarily changes, but we've seen one leave. Shout out to Sarah Rowe and her family. Um, But, yeah, I, I agree. I remember when the tag team titles first came into the picture, I wanted the Riot Squad to be the inaugural champions just because I felt that they deserved it the most. I feel like their time is long overdue. Um, And I just, I don't know, you know, we talk about those feel good moments on WrestleMania and I feel like a good one to give us is to have this tag team that are legit best friends and have been through basically everything together in their careers to have these titles. I feel like these titles were made for them. And uh, I just feel like WrestleMania would be a good moment to, to give it to them. And, you know, selfishly hoping, you know, since Sarah had her baby already that, you know, the ride squad wins the tag titles and then maybe Sarah can come out and celebrate with them. I don't know. That's just what I want. How would you feel about that? It would be it would be definitely you know a WrestleMania moment, and we need plenty of those. 
I agree wholeheartedly. Um, another thing I want to mention about this match is I noticed uh, when this match got announced, Billy Kay was just there, you know, saying like, I, I could be in this match. Like I need a tag partner. And uh, she said that she showed her resume to Carmella, but wouldn't it be fantastic if she is in a tag team turmoil match somehow, but her partner isn't Carmella, but instead it's her best friend, Peyton Royce, and we get an Iconics reunion. That would be a WrestleMania moment. That would be insane. I think the crowd would probably lose their minds, and I would probably lose my mind at home. I don't know. Them splitting up the Iconics was a very dumb decision, in my opinion. I felt the exact same way when they split up the Riot Squad. I was like, what are you doing? This makes no sense. Now the Riot Squad is back together. So I have my fingers crossed that one day WWE is like, you know what? Yeah, we messed up. Let's reunite the Iconics. WWE like to fix things that are broken. Yeah, they do that a lot. And it's just like, can't you just leave well enough alone, please? Like, this was a great tag team. They were hilarious. And then they tried to put Peyton with, you know, Lacey and just, I don't know. It just didn't make any sense. But what do I know? I'm just a fan. So I complain. And that's what that's what happens here. I'm going to tweet about it. I'm going <laughs> to. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to tweet about it. And you know what? He was right. Triple H was right. We do do that. We we tweet our disgust all the time. Um, speaking of disgust, I mean, I'm not really disgusted. I'm just confused as to uh, where this feud came from because it just sprouted out of nowhere uh, and that's the feud between Shane McMahon and Braun Strowman. Uh, to be completely honest, uh, Shane, I used to love him when I was a kid and when he used to do crazy shit and when he had his match with Kurt Angle, uh, King of the Ring. And he's done some awesome stuff, his ambulance match with Kane, you know. But ever since his whole best in the world character, uh, he just became more and more annoying to me, even when I would see him on, like, my screen for Raw Underground back when that was a thing. I was like, I don't know. To me, every time he cuts a promo, it sounds like he's out of breath. And I just I just don't get it. Uh, and I feel like this match was simply made to give Shane McMahon a WrestleMania moment to do some crazy shit because it's a still cage match. Um, I don't know. Like I said, the whole storyline has been weird to me about how Braun Strowman is stupid and Shane is calling him stupid. And I don't know, for a campaign that talks about, you know, be a star and anti-bullying and stuff, they sure do have their talent bully other talents on TV a lot. Yeah, definitely. And it make it makes no sense. Um, you know. They've added sound effects to Braun Strowman's entrance, which is oh, ridiculous. Oh, for God's sake. <laughs> I don't know why. Uh, why they did that. I don't know if it was a kid thing, probably. But 
I don't know. Uh, and then Braun, to be honest with him, uh, I've lost my interest in him. I thought he was really cool when he was with the Wyatt family. Uh, I thought he was really cool when he, like, first split off from the Wyatt family and he was doing those whole flipping over cars and flipping over tables and stuff like that. Like, that was cool. But then I feel like his his momentum kind of died. Um, but I think this is also kind of a way to try to redeem him uh, because if anybody has watched his Chronicle, I have because I watched almost every Chronicle on the network, except for Lana's, though. That's the only one I haven't watched, to be completely honest. Um, it's a good one, but- though. Yeah, she has a Chronicle. It came out, like, I don't remember, like, a couple months ago. Back when she was getting beat up by Nia, like, every week. <laughs> um, uh, so, yeah, I, I watched this Chronicle, and I saw that, you know, he had, like, a tough, tough childhood of, you know, being bullied and being called stupid. So I guess, like, there's some realness to that, but I just feel like they could have done it in a, different way I don't know um but that being said I think Braun Strowman takes this win um I don't see a world where Shane wins unless like he has somebody uh from NXT or somebody that's already on the Raw and Smackdown roster help him win the match that's the only thing that I could think of um but I think this match is for Braun Strowman to win what about you? I have two words. Oh boy, here we go. <laughs> Bathroom break. Bathroom break. That's, <laughs> that's fair. You know what? That's like the one match in night one that I'm kind of just like, eh, whatever happens is whatever happens. Um, so no, I'm I'm probably right there with you, honestly, dude. So if I have to go to the restroom at any point, that's that's the point. Um, this next match, again, a match that kind of just happened out of nowhere. I feel like more than half of night one feels that way. Uh, because this, when I heard it being announced, I was like, so why is this happening? Like, why did they get a tag team title shot? And I'm talking about the New Day uh, defending their titles against AJ Styles and Amos. And I should also point out that this will be Amos's in-ring debut at WrestleMania. I feel like every WrestleMania that's happened lately, like, they're like, let's just put somebody in the ring and tell them that they're going to debut at WrestleMania. Um... But the thing here is usually when that happens, like, oh, they're going to debut at WrestleMania, it's a superstar that you're actually intrigued to see, like, what are they going to do? Like, when Ronda made her debut at WrestleMania, everybody was like, how is Ronda going to be in the ring? Is she going to be any good? And I have none of those thoughts about almost. Like, I have zero interest in him. Like, yeah, he's a tall, big dude. So what? Like, give me something else to make me invested and make me excited. And I feel like they didn't do that with him. Um, And let alone, I'm not really an AJ Styles fan. Like, he's a phenomenal wrestler. No pun intended. 
<laughs> but I don't know. He just he's kind of boring to me. Am am I wrong in saying that? Do you feel the same way? Yeah, no, nah, you're right. It yeah. Another bathroom break. Another bathroom break. We're just gonna stay in the bathroom for like two whole matches. Or pizza. Oh, oh yes, pizza. Can never go wrong with pizza. You know what? That sounds like a good idea. Might actually get pizza. pizza I don't know though, bro. It's not my cheat day on Saturday, so we'll see. But um, I yeah, I just don't really uh see the point in this match. Um. Also, too, like, no disrespect to the New Day because I absolutely love them. But how many title reigns do they need? I love you know what I mean? Um, like, they've had so many already. And they, you know, they beat the Hurt Business for the tag titles. You know, Cedric Alexander and Shelton Benjamin. Which, by the way, I am so ticked off that they already split up the Hurt Business. Um, they had gold there i think and i think they cut it off way too soon um but yeah with with that being said i i think aj styles and almost might win the match just because i don't see a guy with almost stature losing in his debut like it doesn't make sense to me unless aj styles eats the pin then he retains but I just see that we're going to get tag team champions coming out of this. How about you? Yeah. Yeah, probably. And then and then you have to think, too, like, which tag team will take the titles off of them? Because I don't know. I feel like WWE doesn't care nearly enough about um, the tag team division. So I don't know. Maybe this will help it. Maybe it will hinder it even more. I really don't know. Um, but we'll see. Again, a match that neither of us seem to care too much about. Um, all right. So this next one, moving down on the card, I think possibly has the ability to be one of the best matches of the night. As far as like pure wrestling match goes, there's two great guys in the ring. And I'm talking about Seth Rollins versus Cesaro. I think this match is going to be incredible. Um, what about you? How do you feel about the match? I, I want um, Cesaro to get his moment. He's bit, he, man, how has he not been champion yet? Like, it's a travesty. No, I agree with you. Um, I remember being a fan of Cesaro when he first came to the WWE and he had like that Swedish rap song as his entrance. I don't know if y'all remember that, but um, I always thought he was cool because he had like this different look about him and he had this like different style about him and the way he wrestled. And then of course, like his, his, you know, his Superman swing thing that he does like that is always entertaining. Um, And I agree with you. I really hope he gets his moment. I think this is a a moment that was overdue. You know, he hasn't really been a champion in WWE, which which is a crime. You know, he had a U.S. title reign when he first showed up to WWE, and Oksana was his manager. 
shout out to the people who remember Oksana. Um, and, you know, that was great stuff. But and then he's had like tag team title reigns and stuff with, with Sheamus and, and the bar. And that was great. That was some of my favorite stuff he's done. But other than that, he hasn't had a chance to shine. And I think that if you're going to put him in the ring with someone, Rollins is the guy to give you a good match. Yeah, definitely. He's not selfish. He definitely is, and he definitely loves his business. And that's the thing I feel so bad about Seth Rollins sometimes is that he gets a lot of hate from the WWE Universe because he is a company guy. Some people would call him a yes man because he doesn't say anything bad about the company. But it's like, dude, like it's his job, obviously. Um, but I think he's one of the best wrestlers in the world. And I think that, yeah, I think him and Cesaro are going to gonna tear the house down. And that's what I've noticed about uh, this new version of Seth Rollins, if you will, the visionary man with the vision. Uh, he just seems happier uh, and more alive. I know that sounds really cheesy, but I think um, fatherhood has definitely probably put a few things into perspective for him. And I think at this point, uh, he's just wanting to give back. And I think um, that's what we're going to see in this match. And I'm right there with you. I think Cesaro takes home the win. Yeah, absolutely. This next one. Initially, I didn't know how to feel about it. But now... I think I'm kind of looking forward to it just a little bit. And I think you might be excited for this one. I could be wrong. But uh, I'm going to say that you, you, you're, very, you're curious at least, at least a little bit invested. And that is the tag team match between Damian Priest and Bad Bunny. Yes. Ow! There it goes. I knew you were excited about this one. You heard me correctly. Bad Bunny has a match at WrestleMania. He's teaming up with his buddy Damian Priest to take on the team of Miz and Morrison. Since you're so excited, Ben, I will let you go first. How do you feel? Tell me. Tell me everything. Vamos, Bad Bunny. Dude, it's so crazy, right? Like, like... How do you feel about, like, his work that he's done in WWE so far? Because he he's not one of those guys that, like, came and left. Because we see so many, um, you know, crossover appearances in WWE. We get celebrities all the time. And, and oftentimes, they, they're, like, there for a week and they leave. And But he's been there for, like, three whole months. And he even held the 24-7 championship. Uh, he took the title with him to Saturday Night Live. Like, it was really cool. And to know that he is, like, a massive WWE fan, like, he has to be having the time of his life. Yeah, I love the fact that he's not doing it just to, like, elevate his own career. And, just you know, he, like, he doesn't care. He actually does care, though. Because I, I think I heard correctly that he moved to Orlando and he performs, he trains every week at the performance center oh shit i didn't even so read that report. Heard, yeah apparently he moved to orlando and he trains every week damn dude that see that's even cooler like i gotta give props to him for that like honestly i won't lie like i'm not 
a bad Bunny fan by any means. It's not that I don't think he's good. It's just that I guess he's not my type of music, to say say the least. But my roommates, on the other hand, they love Bad Bunny. And it's, it's so funny because uh, I was watching uh, TV the other day, the Hall of Fame last night, and my friend was like, so is he like in it, in it? Like, is he actually like wrestling? I'm like, well, man, he's been there for three months. So I guess like, and, and me and my friend were talking and he was like, man, it's really smart of WWE though, because Bad Bunny is huge. Like whether you're a fan of him or not, he has crossover appeal like, like no other. So I feel like by just putting his name on the card, new fans are going to be like, oh, man, I want to see what Bad Bunny's going to do. And so they're going to tune in just for Bad Bunny. Speaking of popularity, he has 31.8 million followers on Instagram. Holy crap, that's a lot of followers. I didn't know he even had that many. And see, <laughs> yeah, that that's um, wild. Crossover promotions. I think it's going to I think it's going to do a lot for WWE and I'm really intrigued to see uh how the match will go because originally it was supposed to be a one-on-one match it was only supposed to be Bad Bunny uh versus The Miz but I'm guessing like they added more elements just so you know they could uh I guess rely on them just in case Bad Bunny might need it or something but I think either way he's gonna entertain us and I definitely think uh, Bad Bunny and Damian Priest win. There is absolutely no way Miz and Morrison are winning this match. It's their match to lose. Um, do you feel the same way? Yeah, there's absolutely no chance to bring in Bad Bunny, letting him train just to lose on the grandest stage in the mall. Come on. Yeah, no, you're right. It wouldn't make sense. If it did happen, I would be like, wait, what? <laughs> like, what? what is this? What was the point? I throw my shoe at the TV. Yeah, exactly. It's like, what is this? What are you doing? I mean, it's WWE booking, so we we shouldn't uh, be too confident. But I think I think with this one, we're okay. I think I think we're good there. Yeah. So the last two matches on the card uh, for night one, um, there's been, you know, a, a big old d- debate on Twitter. Um, as to which match out of these two should main event night one. Um, I have my my beliefs on which match should main event night one. So when we discuss that, because we're going to discuss that one last, you'll know which one it is. Um, so with that being said, the next match on the card is the WWE Championship match where Bobby Lashley defends his newly won title against Drew McIntyre. I'll let you go first on this one, too. How are you feeling about this match in general? Um, Are you excited for it? Do you care about it? How do you think the build has been? Do you think it has the right to be the main event? Tell me what you're feeling. I'm just going to keep it PG and say I really don't care about this match. (laughs) Keep it PG. In the slightest um, I I think they should like either open or be mid like mid card. See, I agree with the opening statement, especially because uh last year when Drew McIntyre you know uh won the title, 
which honestly was rightfully deserved. I'm not here to say that, like, he didn't deserve it. He did. Um, but, you know, he didn't have a crowd to congratulate him because, you know, at the time, him being champion is what the majority of the people wanted. Um, but he said somewhere in an interview, I can't remember what interview it was, but he had said that when crowds come back, that he wants to be the first one they see. He wants to be the first one to go out there and feel that energy. Uh, so with that being said, yeah, I agree. I think Bobby Lashley and Drew McIntyre should open up the show. It wouldn't be the first time a you know world title match has opened up the show. It happened way back 10 years ago. So what was that, WrestleMania 19, I think, where uh, Edge retired? Um, or not 19. It was like 20, 20. I think maybe like 2021. I don't know. Uh, but it was when he retired or had his last match against Alberto Del Rio. That was an opener. So if they could do that, I don't see why they wouldn't be able to do it with Bobby Lashley uh, and Drew McIntyre. And in my opinion, like, I know people say, like, they have history because they were, like, in a faction together. You know, him, uh, Drew McIntyre, Bobby Lashley, and Baron Corbin, they have history. They broke up that faction and all that. Um, but I just don't think that the build that they've been giving us for this match is, like, main event worthy. I mean, granted, people could say the same thing about the last match we're going to discuss. I think the build for WrestleMania overall has been kind of weird. Um, but, yeah, wow. uh, again, I think Drew and Bobby should open. And I'm just going to go ahead and throw my prediction out there. I think – as much as I don't want it, because I think Bobby Lashley should hold on to the title a bit longer, because I think uh, him having a title reign was long overdue, and I'm so glad to see gold around his waist, but it pains me to say this. I think they're going to put it back on Drew, simply because we have fans this year, and again, to give him his mania moment with the fans. Do you agree? Do you disagree? Do you think Bobby retains... No, I'm with you on that one, just like you said, because of the fans. And it it was awful with the circumstances last year. So, I mean, it, it's got to it's gotta get his moment properly. Yeah, definitely. We shall see. I mean, I, I think that they have the potential to put on a good match. It's just I don't want it to main event. And the reason why I don't want it to main event is because I want our next match we are going to discuss to main event. And that is Sasha Banks, the legit boss, the blueprint, the standard, defending her WWE SmackDown Women's Championship against the EST of WWE, the 2021 Royal Rumble winner, Bianca Belair. I am so stoked for this match. I think... On night one, this is the match that I am most looking forward to. This is the match that is my main event. This is the match that has the potential to make the most history, the most impactful history. If they do main event to uh, on WrestleMania night one, they will be the first ever two women singles match to main event. And not only that, but they are two black women main eventing. So there's a lot of significance and specialness riding on this. And that is why I want them to main event. Not only that, but because 
I love Sasha Banks. If anybody knows me, uh, they know she's one of my favorites. I know she's one of your favorites too. Uh, Bianca is incredible. Um, she's been great since she's been on NXT, since she stepped foot in the doors of the Performance Center. I'm glad she's finally having her moment. And she's a wrestle, uh, she's a Royal Rumble winner. Like, I think naturally, Royal Rumble winners should main event WrestleMania. So, I, I think they should main event. And I know you feel the same way. Yeah, definitely. Um, this is this is honestly. This is the only match I really fully care about. On night one. Yeah, no, same here. For me, yeah. for me, it's this match and, and uh the tag team turmoil match just because I really want the Riot Squad to win. But uh, you know, other than that, no, I, right there, Sasha versus Bianca. Yeah, it's our main event for sure. That being said, I need predictions from you. Who wins this match? Oh man. Um this is tough because, like, Sasha hasn't had a WrestleMania moment yet. Yeah. Um, but Bianca, she like you say, she's a Royal Rumble winner. Lord. Uh, this one's hard, huh? I love them both. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's just like, how do you, how do you choose? Like, I'm just gonna go with my heart and say Bianca. All right. Okay, man. All right. See, and because I, I feel the same way that you do in the sense of I love them both. I think they both deserve it. I feel like regardless of what happens, if Sasha wins, if Bianca wins, um, I'm going to be happy. I know like the vast majority of people uh, want Bianca to win uh, just because she has so much momentum right now. And people feel that like if she loses to Sasha, like what would be the point? But to your point that you made earlier, Sasha Banks has yet to have a WrestleMania moment. She is zero and four. I think it's zero and five now, actually, at WrestleMania. Um, and to me, like, I don't know. That doesn't sit well with me, um, you know? Uh, I think someone of her caliber should have a win under her belt. Um, and so with that being said, I'm going to go with my heart and I am going to say that Sasha Banks retains. I know a lot of people, uh, don't particularly like that answer, but as, as a huge Sasha fan, selfishly, I just want her to have her mania moment. Uh, she has so much momentum going for her right now too. I mean, she's the star of Disney's Mandalorian. I mean, like, come on now. She's a boss-ass bitch, you know, in every sense of the word. And I just want her to get that mania win. And I think that uh, beating a star like Bianca would be the good way to do it. Again, I go back to the history that they could possibly make by being two Black women main eventing WrestleMania. Uh, I, just, I just want this moment for her. I really do. And, you know, maybe Bianca could get the title at, like, SummerSlam or something. You know, another big pay-per-view. But, again, either way, like, I'm not going to be mad. I think, uh, you know, I think I think it's going to be good either way. So, I, I definitely think that they're, they're going to steal the show. Uh, I know that Sasha recently went back to hog wrestling, which is where she originated from. So, she's pulling out all the big guns for this match. 
Uh, we know that every time she has a match, she delivers. Same thing with Bianca. So I think we're in for a treat. I think this match uh, is going to be right up there with Cesaro and Rollins as far as like contenders for match of the night. Absolutely, yeah. I think I think they've got this one. They're going to steal the show like like the women always do. Let's be completely honest. Yeah, fact. <laughs> so that is night one of WrestleMania. But we are not done because we still have night two to discuss. But before we do that, we are going to give you guys a musical break. Something we don't really do here on this podcast, but that's what I'm about to do. So come back from the break and then join us for part two, WrestleMania night two. See you guys soon.
Welcome back from the break, you guys. I hope you enjoyed the musical stylings of the weekend. Uh, we are back on the Squared Circle Addicts podcast with your host, Vanessa, and my guest for today, Bennett. Um, so let's get on the on the road, shall we? Um, first match we're going to discuss for night two that takes place on Sunday. Because WrestleMania is so big now that we got to put it in two nights. And like I said... I won't complain. The more wrestling, the better. First match that we're about to discuss is the Intercontinental Championship match as Big E defends his title against Apollo Crews. And uh, to be honest, um, this is one of the matches that I was kind of like, eh, about. But now with Apollo's new character and, you know, the, the Prince of Nigeria and of course, Big E, he's always, he's always on point. He's always, you know, entertaining. Um, again, I think this match could possibly be the sleeper match. I think it could be the match that uh, no one's really paying attention to, but that could surprise us, um, at least in my estimation. What about you, Ben? How do you feel about this one? Actually, when, when you first said it, I was like, huh, wait, that, it might be not be too bad actually i agree i think both these guys are good at what they do um i've liked apollo since he was in nxt i just always uh liked his energy i guess you could say he just always seems like a genuine dude and he just seems like he's happy doing what he's doing um and i and i think I don't know. I think he should kind of be re- rewarded. So, spoiler alert, I kind of want Apollo to take the title from Big E, to be completely honest. Um, but with that being said, I wouldn't be upset if Big E, uh, you know, uh, wins as well. He's great. He's doing things outside of WWE that are making waves. He's doing uh, this basically like cartoon learning educational program for uh, Black history. And I think it's it's phenomenal what he's doing. And I think it's cool that he's using his platform to uh, make an impact outside of the ring. I applaud him for that. Um, you know, uh, this is a little odd, but after uh, Luke Harper, Brody Lee, um, you know, passed away and they put out all those tribute videos and stuff and, and seeing Biggie and how he um, reacted to the passing and how he's been there for the family and how he's been so supportive. I don't know. It just kind of showed him in a new light to me. And I, I've become like a bigger fan, I guess you could say. Uh, I won't lie. I was upset when they split him from the new day. Cause I was like, wait, what do you mean? Like, this is the most heartbreaking thing I've seen on WWE television in a long time. Um, but you know, it's kind of actually done him wonders for his career. So I like both guys. Honestly, I'm I'm happy either way. Like I won't complain. I love when wrestling does that though, because sometimes wrestling does this thing where it pisses you off really bad. And you're like, oh God, why did they do that? But I think with with this one, I think it's a, a win-win either way. Uh, but again, uh, I'm gonna go with Apollo. I think his time to be bigger and to be pushed is long overdue and I I think we should have saw it a while ago so with that being said Apollo 100% for me what about you 
I'm with you the same, but I I wouldn't mind either way. Like it wouldn't be mad. I just think it would be a really great match to watch. Yeah, for sure. I definitely think they're going to um, treat us there. There's a lot of uh, title matches in night two because the next match we are about to discuss uh, is also a title match. And it's also a match that I feel very, I don't know if bipolar is the right word because I don't want to offend everybody, but uh, it's a match that I'm like, I don't really give a shit about it, but also I do care about it because one person in it I like a lot and then the other person in it I can't stand. I and wish I know where you're going with this one. Yeah, yeah. I just wish this person would go away, stay off my TV screen forever as far as I'm concerned. Uh, and if anybody hasn't guessed, it is the United States Championship match as Matt Riddle, our Riddle he doesn't have a first name anymore, defends his title against Sheamus. And for those of you who don't know and are thinking to yourself, wait, but it's Matt Riddle and Sheamus. How are you not excited for this match? If you guys don't follow me on Twitter, which you're missing out, by the way, if you're not, you totally should, uh, you miss out on the fact that I cannot stand Matt Riddle. Uh, Every single Monday, every time he's on the TV, I legitimately tweet, Here's my weekly fuck you, Matt Riddle tweet. Um, and if those of you who are still scratching your head and, and wondering, but why don't you like Matt Riddle? He's so cool. This dude was named in the Speak Out movement that happened sometime last year uh, in, in, in the WWE and in, on wrestling Twitter. And he has been accused of some pretty horrible things. And we here on the Squared Circle Addicts podcast believe in the victims. So, yeah, big F you to Matt Riddle. And if you guys disagree, I'm sorry. But that's just how we roll here. Um, yeah, I don't like him. I don't care about him. I wish he would go away. Uh, Seamus, on the other hand, love the dude. I feel like he is one of the hardest working people in WWE. I feel like he should have been rewarded properly a long time ago. He's been there for years. I've met him a few times. An absolute sweetheart. So I love that guy. So I definitely want him to take the title off of Riddle on Sunday. Um, It's almost like I don't want to ask you because I already know what you're going to say, but I'm going to ask you anyway for the sake of podcast stuff. Who are you rooting for in this match? Ah. Oh, let me think about that one. <laughs> just, just let me think for a second. Yeah, no, Seamus. But um, as much as I like Seamus, I don't think I can actually sit through a Matt Riddle match. Yeah, no, that's exactly how I feel. Like, I want to watch it because Seamus is in it. And, and Seamus is awesome. And shout out to our buddy on Twitter, Celtic Riptide, who loves him. And I really hope yeah, he- boy. That's, that, that's our boy right there. I really hope that, uh, you know, he gets that WrestleMania moment with his favorite wrestler. I hope we all get it. But it's just like, man, Matt Riddle. Because truthfully, every time he's on my TV on Monday, I change the channel. And if I don't change the channel, I mute it and I tune out and I go on Twitter and talk about how much I hate Matt Riddle. Um <laughs> So, yeah, that's definitely going to be a weird position to be in because it's like, well, do I go take a shit just like Matt Riddle 
or do I sit and watch this match? You know, like, what do I do? Um, definitely. I hope Seamus wins though, because I, uh, the fact that Matt Riddle is even United States champion to begin with is very upsetting to me. When he had his match against Ali a few weeks ago, I was like, crossing all my fingers, all my toes. I'm like, come on, Ali, win this damn match. And it didn't happen. And then the following week, Matt Riddle, like a dumbass, forgets his lines on national television. <laughs> like, what? And did you see Asuka's face? She was yeah. like, what the hell <laughs> just happened? <laughs> Like, clearly, the dude was stoned, which is, you know what, which is totally fine. For those of you who are wondering, Matt Riddle's lifestyle, I, you know, whatever. He wants to smoke. I'm a smoker, too. 420 friendly here on this podcast. But that is definitely not enough to make me want to root for him. I, he's just, everything about him, even, even before the speaking out movement happened and when he was in NXT, I still felt the same way. Because when I look at him, I look at him and see the stereotypical stoner that people talk about and that people who don't smoke use as a negative example to be like, oh, yeah, this is why you shouldn't. Like, to me, he just is a bad representation of the 420 lifestyle. He's annoying to me. Uh, his wrestling style is is whatever. And I say whatever because there's other people who do it better. Timothy Thatcher, Shayna Baszler, I could, you know. Name a bunch, Daniel Bryan even. To me, there's nothing special about Matt Riddle. To me, he's bland. To me, he's boring. He's irritating. I don't even like looking at him. His entrance is stupid with his stupid flip-flops. It's even more annoying now that they added these stupid birds. I don't know where that happened, like why that happened. Um, The fact that he doesn't wear any shoes, like put on some damn shoes, dude. It's disgusting. I don't know, man. Not a Matt Riddle fan at all. You have anything else to say about this dude? Yeah. Rob Van Dam walked so he could run. Yeah, exactly. Like, if we're talking about stoners in WWE, we should give all the credit in the world to RVD, who is now a WWE Hall of Famer, by the way. So congrats to him. So, yeah, I'm glad that you and I are on the same page uh, with this match. Sheamus all the way around. If Riddle wins, we're rioting, and I'm probably just going to throw my remote at the TV or something. I don't know. We're going to tweet about it. We're going to get him. We're going to get him. Um, next match, which is kind of weird because I don't necessarily know how we're going to discuss it because we don't even know what the second part of it's going to be, and that is the women's tag team title match with Shayna and Nia defending their titles against an unknown opponent because that, as mentioned earlier, will be determined in night one. Uh, yeah, man, I, again, as, as we mentioned earlier, me and Ben are on in the Riot Squad camp. We want the Riot Squad to be the ones to face Nia and Shayna. And in that same respect we want the riot squad to become the new tag team champions and i know there's probably a collective gasp right now because you're like you want Shayna baszler to lose uh yeah i do 
Shayna, if you're listening to this somehow, I'm sorry. I love you. But I just don't want her in the tag team title picture anymore. I've always said it that if you're going to put Shayna in a tag team, it needs to be with either Rhonda, Jessamyn Duke, or Marina Shafir. And right now, it doesn't look like any of those are going to happen anytime soon. So for the foreseeable future, I think Shayna should be a singles competitor. I think she should be chasing after the Raw women's title, not hanging out with Nia Jax. Uh, For those of you who know me, again, know that I'm not the biggest Nia Jax fan because she tends to injure a lot of people, one of my favorite wrestlers included. Cough, cough, Bailey. And I haven't forgiven her for it. I know, guys, it happened in 2017, but I, nope. Not letting it go. Um, that being said, I just I just want Shayna and, and Naya to this part. I know there's a lot of people on Twitter now that like love them together because they think they're funny and their TikToks are funny. I won't lie. I do watch them and I laugh. And I'm trying really hard to stop the Naya Jack slander because she's Shayna's tag team partner after all. And from what I can tell, they seem to be buddies. Um, or maybe I'm reading into that too much, but who knows? But I just, I'm just not a fan, man. I can't, I can't fake the funk. I, I just want them to lose. And again, I think if it does so happen to be the riot squad, uh, I think that would be a good WrestleMania moment. I just, I just really want it. But there's a huge, like, feeling in my gut that tells me it's not actually going to be the riot squad. That it's going to be. Uh, Naomi and Lana, and I think either way, Shayna and Nia still drop the titles, especially with the history that Nia has with Lana and bullying her and putting it through tables. And I think this is a way to to make that come full circle. Uh, but I I just hope I'm wrong because I and this is nothing against Naomi. I love her. She's phenomenal. She deserves the title. She deserves to have gold around her waist. There's no point. There's no like argument there. But much like Shayna, I feel like Naomi should be in the singles title picture, not necessarily a tag team title picture. And furthermore, uh, I get that, you know, WWE doesn't have very much to work with, but this whole putting random people together as tag teams is, is kind of just wearing thin on me. And I'm a little annoyed and I just don't, really buy this tandem of Naomi and Lana. I don't, it just doesn't, they call themselves ravishing glow, but it doesn't, I don't know. It just doesn't work for me. But I mean, if they win the tag titles, I guess in a way that's like a blessing in disguise. Cause again, it gets Nia and Shayna away from each other and Shayna can focus on other things, more important things. And Nia can go to catering for all I care. And we could be happy, um, but, but yeah, uh, whoever faces Shayna and Nia, that's who I think wins the match. Do you feel the same way? Yeah, um, just back to what you were saying earlier about who you would put with Shayna in tag team, uh, I think Natalia would have been a better fit. Yeah, I agree with that one too, especially because if you know, you know that they have history, you know that they're actually friends, you know that they, they've helped each other train, uh, you know, uh, 
they they're like very similar in wrestling styles as far as submissions and catch wrestling base and yeah again I I thought that would have been a, a better fit too however Shayna's on Raw Natalia's on SmackDown I think sometimes WWE just doesn't know what they're doing and they're like let's just throw these two random people together and that's why sometimes I wish I could book WWE television because I feel like it would be better than what we're given now but um yeah I feel like that would have been a great tag team because they could have been like submission specialist just tapping out everyone everywhere they go um but i mean what do i know i'm just a fan but yeah sorry to Shayna and naya but I, I i hope they drop the titles on sunday yeah me too i'm glad we were on the same page moving down the line um i think this match is going to be a cinematic match could be wrong but i just feel like for the storyline and everything that's been happening and all of this, it would make most sense if it was cinematic and not a regular match. And that is uh, the match between Randy Orton and The Fiend. How have you felt about this whole build? How have you felt about Alexa Bliss's involvement? I think Alexa makes the the whole storyline interesting. I don't know if I'm just being biased to women's wrestling, but she's she's amazing in that role. I you know it's funny here we are agreeing we're agreeing a lot today because because I'm I'm right there with you. Um, I think that's one of the best things about Alexa Bliss. Her character work is almost untouchable. Like. You can literally put her in arguments as far as, like, best on the mic. And I know some people are probably eye-rolling me right now listening to this. But I I truly do think that. I think uh, Alexa doesn't get nearly enough credit for her her character switch-ups. Even before she was, you know, with The Fiend, you know, she was able to make you believe something and then switch up on it really quick and be like, just kidding. Like when she won the Elimination Chamber match and was like, this is the greatest moment of my life and I'm so thankful for all of you. And then she was like, nope. And she initially went back to Hill again. Um, I don't know. I think she's really good. Yeah, again, I think she she has made this feud interesting. Um, I, I love the fact that she threw a fireball in Randy Horton's face. I love the fact that she had a match with him at Fast Lane and pinned Randy Orton clean in the middle of the ring. One, two, three. Like, what? You can actually say that now. In the record books, it says Alexa Bliss defeats Randy Orton on Fastlane. Like, what happened? Like, I don't know. To me, that's that's wild. Especially because Randy Orton is such a big name within the company. Not just within the company, but within the business as well. And to be like, yeah, man, Alexa Bliss pinned him clean. Like, even though it was a cinematic match and it was short and it really wasn't a match, it still happened. And I, I just think that's really cool. And uh, props to Randy Orton, too, for, for putting her over in that way, especially because I'm sure he has a lot of pool backstage. I mean, I could be wrong, but, I mean, he's a veteran. He's been there for a long time. So it's just been really cool to see. Uh, quick question I have to ask you. How do you feel about The Fiend and his makeover? Oh, no, no, no. It, it, it progressively gets worse. I don't 
get it. Like I, I would have thought that they would have made it look a little better. I mean, I, I will say this though. I do appreciate that. Like he changed up his gear. He changed up his mask because he's supposed to be a burn victim. Unlike Randy Orton, when he, you know, got freaking his fireball thrown in his face. Like, he had bandages on his face one week, and then the next week, his face was perfectly fine. It's like, in what world, man? They should have, like, kept a mask on him, and it didn't even have to be, like, a mask mask. It could have just been one of those, like, weird see-through ones that Dashing Cody Rhodes had way back when. You know, like, they could have done something with it, and they didn't, and it kind of made you go, oh, yeah, wrestling's fake. Like, you know, I mean, uh, people are going to, like, be up in arms because I use the F word. But you know what I mean? Because so many people uh, that don't watch wrestling, they make fun of us. And I'm like, really? You still watch that fake bull crap? And then so to have something like that happen and then to have him not have a burned face, it was like, what are we even doing? So with The Fiend, I appreciate it as ridiculous as it looks. Um, I'm glad that like he's he's doing that. Like he's making you believe that he actually got burned alive. Um but yeah, I don't know. Um, this match, I'm not gonna say it's a bathroom break, but it's it's just one of the, it's just one of those matches that's there on the card. Um, I am excited to see like how it all plays out though, and like what happens now. Like after this match, what happens to like Alexa? Does she like get unpossessed? Are we gonna need like Nikki Cross to save her still? Because in the back of my mind, I feel like that's still a thing we haven't seen Nikki Cross in forever but it's like what happens to Alexa going forward what do you think might happen to her going forward or do you have any like hopes or wishes yeah yeah I um, hope Nikki comes back and like snaps her out of this thing that would be really cool I would love for Bliss Club I'm gonna I almost murdered and butchered their name right now freaking tongue twisted I would love for Bliss Cross Applesauce to make a return I really would I I like Alexa as a face I like her as a heel honestly I just think she's good at anything honestly big props to her so uh, I just realized we didn't even really do predictions for this match but who do you think wins you think the Fiend gets this one or Randy Orton gets this um I haven't got a slightest on this one. I'm just going to say the fiend. I don't know. Going to go with your gut. I I, I think so, too. Um, I don't see Randy Orton overcoming the fiend. I think there's, like, too many supernatural forces, if you will, working against Randy Orton. You know, Alexa has the, the divot box, or as she called it, the, de- or the fiend in a box. Um, and I think maybe that might have something to to you know to do with the outcome of the match um i don't know either way though i definitely don't see Randy Orton winning i i think it's gonna be interesting though and i'm i'm not gonna lie i'm a little bit excited just because as a horror movie fan i want to see uh what wwe comes up with cinematically unless we're just thoroughly disappointed and it's just a regular match but <laughs> that would suck but yeah so we are on the same page the fiend defeating randy orton Moving down on the card, um, again, arguments over over the, it being the main event. I know a lot of I know most likely it is going to be the main event, but we are saving a specific match for last on purpose 
for those of you keeping score at home, you probably know what we're talking about. Um, so up next is the Universal Championship match as uh, Roman Reigns, the Tribal Chief, defends his title in a triple threat match against the 2021 Royal Rumble winner Edge and Daniel Bryan. Now, before we give our predictions, I got to ask you, how do you feel about Daniel Bryan being inserted in this match? Are you mad like the majority of people on Twitter? Are you okay with it? Are you indifferent? Tell me, how do you feel? I don't like triple threat matches on Mania. Yeah. I really don't like him because of um, the Ronda Becky Charlotte. Oh, Dang. Yeah. yeah sorry yeah. about that. No, I get you. I, I think that's kind of exactly what this match is. It's kind of like a, a repeat of that in a way of like, you know, Charlotte was just randomly shoehorned in there. And and then, you know, same thing with Daniel Bryan. Uh, I will say, though, the one thing that has been disappointing, uh, if you will, it has been like the how quick the IWC you know internet wrestling community has turned on Dan O'Brien and how much people like don't like him now I totally get that they're upset that he was randomly put in there um and I totally get the argument of well Edge won the Royal Rumble so it should be a fair one-on-one match but I also think maybe Daniel Bryan was inserted in there because one he's Daniel freaking Bryan and, like, you know that no matter where you put him, whether he's on the top of the card, the bottom of the card, in a singles match, tag match, triple threat, he's going to deliver. To me, in my opinion, he is easily the best male wrestler in the world. Um, and I know a lot of people might, like, fight me on that, but that's just where, where I stand. And so, for me personally, I'm not upset to see him in this match because he's my boy. But I do understand the frustration. Uh, That being said, um, I don't know. I think this match is one of those weird matches where it can literally go any way. I could see Daniel winning and it making sense. I could see Edge winning and it making sense. I could see Roman Reigns winning and it making sense. Um, But I'm going to – dang. I'm going to go with my gut. And just say Roman Reigns retains. And I think that um, he's going to pin Daniel Bryan. As much as I love Daniel, I also think he could possibly just be in the match to be the the guy to take the pinfall. Uh, Just because I feel like if it had been a one-on-one match between Roman Reigns and Edge, it's kind of like that fit, like a 50-50 booking type of situation where it's like, well, if Edge loses, what now? Like, does he ride off into the sunset and retire with, without a title? Or, like, you know, who would be his next challenger, so to speak? And then if Roman Reigns, you know, loses, it's like, well, then all of this buildup as the tribal chief is kind of essentially for nothing because now that you've had a fair one-on-one match, it's proven that you're jack shit. Um, so I don't know. I don't know. Uh I'm, like I said, going to go with my gut, though, and say uh, uh, Roman Reigns retains somehow, some way. What about you? I don't know. Right away, I was going to go for Edge. 
You're going to go with Edge. All right, man. We got some difference up in this podcast today. Finally. Because <laughs> I know, I know we are definitely, definitely on the same side for this next match. Ah. Uh-huh. We all know what's happening. And if, like I said, if you guys are keeping the score at home, you knew we were going to save this month for last. I mean, come on. It's us, people. Um, that is Asuka defending her Raw Women's Championship against one of my favorites, against your absolute favorite, your buddy old pal, Rhea Ripley, has a WrestleMania match against Asuka. I'm going to let you have the floor for this one because I know you're, you're feeling a bunch of emotions. Tell me how you feel. Tell me how you felt when, when the match was announced, when Rhea called out Asuka. I want to know all the things. So, I actually don't watch Raw Live <laughs> because of time zones and everything. For sure. But, of course, I had to watch her debut. And then I was like, oh my days, she's getting mania again for the second Raw at 24 years old. Yeah? What the... Dude, it's wild, man. And I am so happy for her because I feel like this year's her year. You know, last year it was weird because, well, one, there was no crowd. So it was, like, really awkward because her and Charlotte were very loud, if y'all remember. Um, but still, they put on they put on a phenomenal match. They really did. It was great. Uh, but the outcome... It's still an outcome that I will forever be mad about, honestly. Like, even if WWE writes their wrong on Sunday, I'm still going to be like, yeah, well, it still shouldn't have happened last year. Um, I remember recording my reaction to that match and just me feeling so deflated. Like, I can't believe Charlotte Flair actually fucking beat Rhea Ripley right now. What what purpose does this serve? It made no sense. So I think Rhea coming back as, as a different person, as a new superstar, if you will, and just going out there and, and you know, saying what she wanted and Asuka being a fighting champion and being like, all right, man, I'm like, okay, let's do this. And then you saw their contract signing. And then last week you saw, or not last week, but uh, Monday, you see them have their tag match against Nia and Shayna, which, by the way, was really enjoyable for us to watch because it's Shayna and Rhea Ripley. Like, hello. Um, but that, <laughs> that match was amazing. And I laughed because I was like, I can't believe Rhea just helped Shayna win the match. Um, I mean, I know she had her own motives, but I was like, this is just how it's meant to be all the time. Um, it was it was good stuff. I loved it. Uh, yeah, I think this is Rhea's match to win 100%. How about you? Who do you think going to win the match? Ooh, tough question. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I don't like setting myself up for disappointment, but with the way they've been building Rhea, she's, she's got to win. I agree. 100%. And I love how I think she even says something along the lines of like, you say I'm not ready, like who's not ready? You know, she proved to her like, I am ready for you. 
I am ready for Asuka. I think this match is going to be match of the night. Like, for both of us, I think we're both going to be, like, sweating and, like, dying a little bit on the inside. <laughs> but um, I think this is Rhea's match to win. Again, yeah, it goes back to last year, not having a crowd, not being able to have a real WrestleMania moment, if you will. And I think, I think this is Rhea's moment, man. I really, really do. I think we're going to have a new Raw champion by the end of the night, for sure. But there's a couple of things I still want to talk about uh, pertaining to this match. Or I should say, like, yeah, one or two things. Um, and I know you're really excited about this because Ash Costello from New Year's ah. Day is going to be live at WrestleMania to perform Rhea Ripley's theme song, This Is My Brutality. Tell me how hype you are, my friend. Uh Okay, so uh, if if you don't know, like last year, we were actually campaigning to try and get Ash to perform her song last year, but Miss Rona said no. <laughs> Miss Rona said so, nope. like, This year, like we didn't even have to try. WWE just was like, "Yep, we're gonna do it. We're gonna have you here." And I was like, "Oh my days, dude." That's gotta feel. That's gotta feel really cool. Cause I know you're not only a massive Rhea Ripley fan, but you're a massive New Year's Day fan. So this is like the best of both worlds for you. Christmas on my birthdays came early. I know, right? It's like here you go. The world's like here's your prize for being an awesome person. This is this is this is your reward. I feel like that's that's what's happening. I. I'm right there with you. I'm stoked when I when I heard the announcement. I was like, "Oh shit, it's happening!" And uh, honestly, I think uh, this is my brutality is the best WWE theme song currently, and maybe ever. Maybe I say maybe because that's like there's so many there's so many good ones, but but it's like for this generation specifically. Bar none, I think this is my brutality is the best one. And I think that performance is going to be so awesome. And the crowd is going to eat that up. And just imagine, like, Rhea coming out and doing the let your stomp, like, during that performance. Like, I'm ready for it, dude. Give us pyro, please. Yes, dude, dude, please. Please, WWE, if anybody from WWE just so happens to stumble across this little tiny podcast please give a woman pyro because she deserves it and i think it's gonna i just think it's gonna be so good that being said i might actually cry you're gonna cry (laughs) we we can cry together we can we can definitely be in our feels together because i think this one's definitely gonna make uh both of us emotional so as you know we both want ria to win obviously uh, and I don't know, from what I can see on Twitter, it feels like her and Shayna are already, like, teasing a little something-something, because after Rhea helped Shayna win the match on Monday, she said, you're welcome, and then Shayna put out a quote that basically said, like, I, you know, you did me a favor, like, I'll give you a favor, so just something t- basically tells me that, like, if Rhea does indeed win on Sunday, Shayna might be her first contender, which means 
you and I are both going to die and cry and then we'll probably have to do another podcast about it because like man like that is that is some good stuff I think either way regardless of what happens Rhea goes over hands down 100% yeah I think Asuka is good like that and she does put people over as well so I think yeah it's gonna be a good one Heck yeah. There is one last thing that I want to discuss before we end this podcast. And that is the fact that there is a presence missing this year on the WrestleMania card. And my little heart is breaking right now as I'm talking to y'all about it because it just feels really weird. Um, And if you guys are keeping score at home, you already know where I'm going to go with this. Uh, the longest reigning SmackDown Women's Champion in history, good old Bailey, my favorite wrestler, is being quietly left out of this year's WrestleMania card. Unless something magical happens on Friday or maybe she had the spot at Mania, like, you know, last minute. But uh, it's very upsetting. Am I alone in this upsetness, or do you feel robbed as well? At least give us a ding-dong show. I mean, come on. Entertainment and all that. At least. Like, at least. That's the least they could do. Like, I know, like, so many people want hopes, and people are speculating. We'll throw some names out there. People said that she could face Molly Holly. Uh, you know, because Molly Holly just went into the Hall of Fame. So that could be a thing. People said she could face Beth Phoenix because her and Beth Phoenix, to my knowledge, what it seemed like was they were trying to get something going as far as like a feud on Twitter. And, and that kind of like fizzled out. Some people said, you know, this is the the big one that what if she, you know, she hosts the Ding Dong Hello segment and you know, does an open challenge, and like I said, maybe Molly Holly comes out, maybe Beth Phoenix comes out, or maybe a returning Becky Lynch comes out, because, man, could you imagine if that happened? Could you imagine the pop? Like, that would be absolutely insane. And then another option is one that you showed me this morning, actually, and I didn't even think about that, but that is a returning... Kyrie saying, how would you feel about that if that happened? Yeah, boy, because of the the pirate ship. I mean, hello. <laughs> Dude, that would be so freaking sick. I, I, I'm sure the crowd would love it. I remember when WrestleMania was supposed to be, uh, you know, in Tampa the last time and people were, you know, like you, you were saying, uh, you know, the, the pirate ship and, and how it would, you know, make the most sense i think it would definitely definitely get a crowd pop um yeah i'm i'm super excited for it i'm super excited for the possibilities i really hope we see bailey on the card somehow some way we saw her yesterday at the hall of fame and i was like oh my gosh we saw her on our tv for the first time since march 19th (laughs) um i know february 19th i'm sorry i i lied february 19th can't believe it's been that long. I miss her. I want her back on my TV. Whether she's doing a ding-dong hello, whatever. Just give me something, anything. <laughs> yeah. 
And before we go, because as I was talking, I realized that we forgot one whole match out in, in the card. And I, I just realized it as we were talking. And honestly, I don't know if it happens on night one or night two. So bear with me. But the one match that we forgot, I guess it just shows that we don't really care about it, is uh, Kevin Owens versus Sami Zayn. And I think that was a match that was randomly thrown together. So before we get out of here, quick predictions. Who wins that match? Thank you and good night. <laughs> right. Thank you and good night. But yeah, uh, Sami Zayn versus uh, Kevin Owens. I think Owens wins the match. What about you? Yeah, I'm going to go Owens as well. Go Owens. All right, man. That's, I mean, see, this, this card had us pretty even. We're pretty much on the same side. And I guess that's not too surprising because that's what friends do all the time. But um, I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. Um, I hope you guys enjoy Stand and Deliver tonight and tomorrow. Enjoy all the wrestling this week. It's Christmas for us, guys. Like, it's the, the best time of the year to be a wrestling fan. I feel a little bit bad for you European fans because I know you're not going to get any sleep. So I'm sorry in advance for your, your body and your sleep schedule. But you're a trooper. Thanks for being an awesome wrestling fan. Thanks for joining me on this podcast. And before I go, is there anything you want to plug, social media, anything at all? The floor is yours, my friend. Um, not at the minute. I'm just working on some stuff behind the scenes right now, but that'll come to light. Cool, cool. I love the sound of that. Uh, you want to throw out your Twitter handle for people who don't know you. And if they don't, where where have you been? What is wrong with you? <laughs> it's uh Rhea's Riptide on Twitter and Rhea's Riptide underscore on Instagram. Awesome, dude. Sounds good. Like I said, thank you so much for joining me today. You're the best. Uh, you're you're clearly a favorite guest here on this podcast because every time I have you on, my numbers go up a lot. So thank you for also doing me the favor. Uh, I hope you enjoyed yourself as much as I did. And yeah. Take care, and to everyone listening, whether it's 15 of you or more of you at this point, thank you. I appreciate all the support. You could follow me at GreatLove91 on Twitter and Instagram, and you could subscribe to the Squared Circle Addicts YouTube channel. It's spelled the exact same way this podcast is. And yeah, like I said, enjoy all the wrestling this week, guys. Be safe, love each other, and stay happy. But most importantly, stay addicted to the squared circle. Later, guys.